0: And Welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bone. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 141 in the Ha. What is good? Everybody in the motherfucking building. Hope everybody's staying safe out there. And thank you again for tuning in, whether you're on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app. What the fuck is good? What is really good out there? We got a bunch of shit to talk about this week. Gathering tickets going on sale. Attack of the Ninjas announced. Whole bunch of new music. Yeah. And I know I haven't put out a My CD collection. I'm going to talk about my content real quick. Haven't put out a new My CD collection yet this month. But I was just waiting for a bunch of shit to come in. A bunch of shit came in last week. There will be a new CD collection video this week. Thursday. Be on the lookout for it. So. It is coming. It is dropping. Um, I'll show you the fucking stack real quick. Stack of shit right here. So we got some shit I've been looking for for a minute. Some not so rare shit. Some new shit. But, uh, yeah. Be on the lookout for that Thursday. My CD collection. But this is the motherfucking podcast. It's Monday. If you're tuning in. If you don't fucking wait. Until, you know, whenever to fucking listen to it. It is fucking Monday. The new show. What the fuck? So let's get into the motherfucking bullshit, bitch. Gathering tickets are on fucking sale starting tomorrow. Tuesday, the 22nd. And 9 p.m. Eastern. com. The 21st annual gathering of the Juggalos. Love rises from the ash like the butterfly. I love the fucking logo for this year's gathering. I believe this is Tom Wood. I think Tom Wood has been doing pretty much all ICP shit lately. Um no news yet, no lineup, no word on an infomercial, anything like that. But it is going down August, what is it? August 19th to the 21st. So we got August 19th, which is a fucking Thursday through Saturday. Isn't that shit usually four days? I just realized it. it's only three day gathering this year. Or is it always like that? I don't fucking, I don't know. Maybe it's always been three fucking days. I think people get there like a day early and fucking party and shit. But the 19th through the 21st, the fucking gathering is going down. Tickets on sale Tuesday. And I know motherfuckers is hyped for it because there was no gathering last year. It is going down this year. So that's super dope to see. And, you know, shit is just opening, opening up. Or already fucking opened. I don't know if any place isn't opened and damn near back to fucking normal at this point. So it's only right the fucking gathering comes back this year. And I know motherfuckers is hyped for it, like I said. And what else we got? We got the fucking ICP June streams chugging right along. Uh, through fucking June, the loons and Goons of the Red Moon, June. This, or last Monday, we had the Great Malenko saga, and they had special guest Julian Raymond, the A&R that they had during the Hollywood Records when they were signed through Hollywood, and when they f- first initially released the Great Malenko. I ain't seeing any of these on YouTube, which I don't normally seek them out unless there's, you know, the the jam exam this one i would like to see so it looks like they're keeping the shit on locks on you You know on lock on youtube not letting people upload the shit i haven't seen it i would like to see this episode but i ain't subscribed so i'm asked out as i should be because i am not subscribed but that went down last monday and then we had the mad professors lab part two go down on wednesday like i said the first one Was super dope that they had back in April. So I know they were talking about doing elephant toothpaste and all that shit that they couldn't get to in April. So I'm sure they got to that in this June 1. And then this past Saturday, they had the uh, Funhouse talk show go down. And they had special guest Tom Wood just talking about him doing the Gathering logos. He did the... Fearless Fred Fury deluxe CD with the Flip the Rat. All that. They used his artwork for that. That he did for Flip the Rat and Fearless Fred Fury. So he was a special guest on the uh, Funhouse Talk Show. Haven't heard anything about it. If there were any other guests other than him. But, you know, shout out to fucking Tom Wood. Doing his fucking thing drawing up those ill fucking drawings has anybody seen the yum yum bedlam yum yum flower that he drew up that shit was fresh as fuck super dope tom wood is fucking super talented he takes these you know i want to say quote unquote simple drawings of like the joker's cards and whatnot but i can't draw for shit so it ain't simple for me but you know what i mean And just gives it this like real life fucking feel to the drawings. Like Fearless Fred Fury looks super dope. The Yum Yum flower looks fucking amazing that he drew up. Super dope. So shout out to Tom Wood for just killing these fucking drawings that he does for the clowns. And he did Big Hoodoo's album. Uh, He did Ouija Max Dirtbag that just dropped a couple months back. So dude's staying busy. Within the Juggalo world. I'm sure he's doing his own fucking thing too. On the side. Or not on the side. Just doing his main fucking thing that he does. So we got that. The ICP June streams are damn near wrapped up. This ain't the last week. It will go until next Wednesday. But it's looking like this week we have on Monday... Violent J's Bigfoot show, dude fucking loves Bigfoot, can talk about Bigfoot at all the times. And actually, this is the last week of the June streams. There are no streams next week, even though the 28th and 30th, Mondays and Wednesdays is when they usually do it. Looks like they're cutting it off a little early this month. Didn't notice that till just now, but. So this week is the last week, starting with Violent Bigfoot show. Wednesday, JCW's Blackout Brutality. I've heard the last couple of those were fucking dope. And then we got, on Saturday, the ICP's Chicken Hunt and Nanny Hoedown show. Going down in fucking West Virginia. We talked about that. That is where you can get the third, third Elite Juggalo coin at that show. I want the coin. A lot of people are selling their fucking coins on eBay. So I'll probably be chucking out a few dollars on eBay or the psychopathic museum for that shit. So the Ho down is going down fucking this Saturday. This Saturday. You can get the third fucking elite juggalo coin. How fucking elite are you? Me? I plan on being elite. Depends on how much this shit fucking costs me on ebay or some shit so gotta get that third coin got i got that first one you know we keep them in the bag you got to keep them in the bag the power that these hold they have to be held in the bag um can't take them out we got the first one right there got the second one right there the fresh ass red bag um i'm only gonna guess that each bag is gonna be different colorways as with the coins you know the logos for the shows So we got those coins over there off to the, you know, in the tuck, in a safe spot where the power can be contained. So no word on the fourth or fifth, right? It's the ultra live monster five. The fifth is supposed to go down some fucking tropical Bahama shit, right? And what was the fifth, fourth one? I don't remember off the top of my head. I know the plans kind of got fucked up with the first two. Um, So, yeah. We got that going down this Saturday. The third Ultra Live Monster 5 is going down. Super dope. Down in fucking West fucking Virginia. Of all places. Like they said. And the Bloody Brothers single. Can't forget about the Bloody Brothers single. For all Patreon subscribers, you will be getting that if you are subscribed, so I'll be asked out on that, but I'm not big on collecting CD singles. If it was the full-length album, best believe I would shell out the 6650 or whatever to get that full-length album. Like If it was the full-length album, for sure, I'd be copping that, but since it's just CD single, I'm not big on CD singles, you know? If they just happen to throw them in a package, you know, free. You know, when you're ordering from a store, you know, they just shit be laying around. Throw it in, get rid of it, whatever. Well, let's get it to some Tech Nine news. Tech 9 dropped a brand new fucking song, and this is not on some EDM bullshit like that. Blight EP was terrible. That shit was terrible. I don't know. How Tech got convinced into doing that, but that shit was not good. I didn't see any really favorable reviews for it. But this new single, Close Your Eyes, featuring Kiddo AI. Again, I have no idea who that is, but she is on the hook, and this uh, track ain't bad. Definitely a lot better than that EDM shit that he dropped with the Blight EP. Um, I'd say it's worth the listen. This is more on some real-life Tech shit, you know, his uh, self-reflective, kind of talking about his life type shit. So I thought it was a dope track, kind of a mellow track. Weird kind of single to put out there. You know, when I think, like, people dropping singles for, you know, preparing for an album, you think they would want to drop some hype shit. Now I'm trying to remember if, the, if he dropped believe he already dropped another single for the asinine project which is the next album we will be getting from tech don't remember the name of it i think it was dope if i remember correctly or i could be thinking of the no it definitely wasn't the first single for the blight shit because that shit started off fire and then that edm shit kicked in and it was ass straight up ass but this shit on some You know, back back to kind of the regularly scheduled programming for tech, if you will, with this single. I'm digging it. I think it's just a weird choice just because it is such a mellow track. I think hype shit should be your singles to push the album. Get the fucking people hype. Uh, You know, who the fuck am I? Just some guy in a fucking basement with a microphone. And then we got new Joey Cool. Joey Cool, this dude been dropping fucking singles Last couple weeks, right? He dropped his new shit, New Phone featuring Kai Colors. I didn't peep it. It is on the Beneath the Dirt Weekly Bumps playlist. Uh, I haven't got a chance to bump the playlist yet. I've been bumping up some other shit a whole lot. But new Joey Cool is out there as well. I'm wondering if they're like rushing to get this dude's album out so they could fucking release him off Strange as well. Cause that's what seems what they're fucking best at doing these days is, uh, Releasing their artists from their contracts. But uh, new Joey Cool out now. And then we got, speaking of strange, former strange music artist, Ritz. Ritz fucking... He's been hyping up this project with Sealance lance for at least a year. Talking about doing a project with C-Lance. I've talked about C-Lance on here. Does a lot of production for Vinnie Paz. Uh, does shit for Swollen Members. Ill Bill. Boom Bap type shit from Slane. All uh, right, no, Sea Lance, sorry. And that dude, this dude is fucking nasty with the beats. Super dope. And I think this is the first single from the Ritz album produced by Sea Lance. And it's featuring Vinny Paz. And Keep It Like That is the name of the song. This shit is fucking fire. Ritz, right? He's known for speed rap, chopper rap, southern shit, you know, the slow 808 beats. This shit right here, this shit right here, keep it like that is a super refreshing sound to hear from Ritz. This is straight up boom bap shit featuring Vinny Paz. And he just shit talking whack rappers basically through this entire song. And it's fucking fire. C-Lance killed the bee. I love it. I love it. Ritz has switched it up a couple times. Um, on albums where he's doing more of a slow flow versus the fast chopper shit. He had a track on Picture Perfect that was produced by C-Lance. That album was fire. That song in particular was super dope. I'm hyped for this project. If we're just going to get boom bap Ritz, like this dude could fucking rap. And I like, I don't think it's ever really been debatable if Ritz can rap or not. But, you know, a lot of people like to give chopper rappers shit first, you, know, suppo- you know, not saying shit, just rapping fast, you know, I don't think Ritz ain't never really, not, you know, was never saying nothing. He's always had substance in his music. But for all you motherfuckers who can't keep up with the chopper shit. Peep this new shit from Ritz. It's a completely different sound. Even if you weren't a fan before. This shit is super dope man. Keep it like that. Him just shit talking. Along with Vinnie Paz. Sea Lance man just. I'm hyped for this. If this is what the project's going to sound like. Super dope. Like I've been curious to hear what. Ritz would sound like with some Sealance lance production. We got a little bit of a taste on Picture Perfect. Now we got another single. Bring the fucking album. So I'm going to guess that this album. His next album would be this album. The Sealance lance album. Some boom bap shit. So I'm hyped for it. Super dope. So props to Ritz for killing it. On some boom bap shit. Super fucking uh fucking dope, man. Really fucking dope. Speaking of boom bap shit, we got Lex the Hexmaster. He dropped his new single, uh Highway of Heartbreak, I believe it's called. It is. And this dude's fucking killing it too. Uh this new single. Uh some on some more real life type shit. And you know. Highway of Heartbreak, you can fucking figure it out for yourself. But this single, along with Closed Minds that that he did with Jamie Madrox, if this is what the episode three of this four part series is gonna sound like, or if this is just a new album, and he said fuck the four part fucking EP series, um, I'm like this shit sounded super dope. I was really digging. Uh, the Party Castle EP, which was the first one. Haunted Mansion wasn't feeling it too much. But these last couple singles from Lex. Super dope. And I'm hyped for the fucking new shit, man. Super fucking dope. And I think, what was it? Thriller was another single that he put out. Real one. Like this new newer Lex shit. Presumably off the part three, episode three, whatever, of the four-part EP series. It sounded real good. And Lex, man, this dude is fucking slept on because this dude can fucking rap. This dude raps his fucking ass off. This dude's coming out of fucking New York. You know, rocking it on m and Kind of kicking the wicked shit sometimes. But I don't know why this dude slept on so much. But this dude fucking raps. And he's a fucking problem. And he's. New singles are fucking dope. This newest one. Highway of Heartbreak. Is. Very fucking dope. And I highly suggest. You peep the shit. If you ain't checked it out yet. Keeping it. With Magic Ninja. Oh the Horror. Dropped their newest album. 1692. This past Friday. And. I was looking forward to this one because of all the singles that they had dropped. They had dropped Strange, Dead Inside, um, Eating Me Alive, Tears of Gold. And I was pretty much feeling all those singles. I think Eating Me Alive I was kind of 50-50 on. And I was looking forward to the album because the first album was just more just rapping with the metal. With with the wicked shit. I wasn't really a fan of it. And then having gone back to their first EP. That they put out. And realized what kind of sounds that they were doing on that. I was like all right, Maybe we'll get some more experimental type shit. From all the horror. And I'm looking up their page on Apple Music. Right now. Uh, the Devil Made Me Do It was the EP that they put out before Magic Ninja with the more experimental sounds. And we get that with 1692. Right off rip, first listened through this album when I listened to it on Friday. I was actually on the road Friday for work, so it was perfect time to listen to new music. Played it once, and I said, let's bring this fucking back again because that was a really fucking dope listen. Really solid listen first time through for 1692 from Old the horror. And having listened to it probably fucking 10 times over the weekend. Like if this was the first album that they dropped with Magic Ninja, I would have said I'm pleasantly surprised. Because when groups get signed to Psychopathic, Magic Ninja, whatever... And you got dudes with masks. You got dudes with painted faces. I did the same shit with Lex. You know, when you got some kind of gimmick involved, it's like, for me personally, it's red flags. It's like, why the fuck are we still doing this? Why are we still doing the masks? Why are we still doing paint? Shit, I did it with Zululu before they got signed. I, I, pu- I pushed them off to the side for the longest because of the masks, the gimmick. But if the music is fucking that dope or that good, then the gimmick to me doesn't even fucking matter. If anything, it just brings the gimmick more to life. And, you know, like I said, their first album wasn't it for me. But this shit right here is super fire. And I've always have tried to draw on a comparison with these guys with like another band and I've failed miserably at it. But I think genre-wise, I kind of figured it out. We got a new metal pop punk wicked shit band right here. I think that's it. New metal pop punk wicked shit. And this album's fucking fire, man. Other than two songs, there are two songs on here that I uh, skip when listening to it. But there are 13 songs on here, so not bad out of 13 tracks. My favorite song on this album is Alive. Super dope. I love this shit, man. Like if it wasn't about killing somebody, I could hear this on the radio. Like if the if the content was different or the subject matter was different in the song, I could hear this on the radio all day. This shit is super catchy. The singing is super dope. The music is fucking fire. Love this. Love that song, Alive. And then um You do have songs on here that are very reminiscent from the first album. The Halloween 365, I believe it was called. Like, Witch Bitch, Let Me Be, I Still Don't Care. And those songs are fucking dope. And I think it works better with the, the album for me. Because of all the different style changes on this album. We got the pop punk shit on here. There's a few tracks on here like that. We got... Like the pop punk mixed in with the new metal shit. Like heavy, chuggy fucking deep guitars. Ill screams on here. Um, it's just a fucking super dope album. But favorite song, Alive. Other favorites would probably be Strange. Dead Inside. Yes, those were singles. But fucking Fire. I Still Don't Care is super dope. Love the little skit in the middle of the track. Uh, groceries. This is a track that I'm still kind of 50-50 on, but the reason why I've kept it on my iTunes is because the subject matter is fucking hilarious. Dude's just talking about eating ass. An unhealthy amount of ass, I might say, but it's fucking hilarious. Um, if it was any about anything else, I probably wouldn't like it. I just don't really like... Like, the sound of it is kind of eh, but the subject matter... <laughs> You know, of eating ass, makes it makes up for it for me. Um, Eating me alive with Kellen Quinn. I don't know. I don't remember what my initial thoughts were on that song when they dropped it as a single. I can't remember if I I was if I liked it or not. But within the album is a fucking great song. Um, And then Tears of Gold, probably you know, arguably the best song on here but i've heard it so fucking much like when they played that first released it i played it so fucking much so much and it is a remake of a pop song but it's fucking fire and i prefer their version over the original but oh the horror is again i've said it before i'll say it again is a perfect example of fucking prove me wrong not that they have to prove shit to me but they definitely proved me wrong first album not a fan Second album, sixty ninety two. I love the style changes. I love the, you know, the pop punk shit. The new metal type shit. Um, the singing is super dope. Really catchy shit. I dig this album a lot. Super dope. And I'll be bumping the fuck out of it for sure. Because I've been listening to it damn near all fucking weekend. So props to these dudes for fucking killing it in my opinion. On the second album now. If you were a fan of the first album. And you want that kind of sound. You might be disappointed. Because there's only a few tracks on here. With that sound. Specifically from the first album. You know the rap metal shit. But I dig the switches. I dig. I I really like how they switched it up. And I'm going to keep my eyes on these dudes. With the the next album. You know. On here. They said they're already working on their new shit. I'd like to see them. You know. Personally. I'd like to see them go. In a more. Of a dark direction. But. Keep. The singing. With the raps. Still keep that pop punk shit too. Because that shit is just. It's catchy as fuck. Like these dudes know how to write a song. Shout out to these dudes. Because they know how to write a fucking song. And like I said. The song Alive, my personal favorite on here. If it wasn't about killing somebody, it probably would be on the radio. Like It it sounds like it could be on the radio 100%. So, Oh The Horror, 1692, Fire, Super Dope, minus two tracks. The songs I skip are All's Fair and Never Found. Those are the two songs that I do skip on here. But every other song on here is fucking fire. I do have a copy of it right here. I did support it. Because the singles were leading me to believe that the album was dope. And it delivered 100%. So, pleasantly surprised. Proved me wrong, even though they don't have to prove shit to me. So, yeah. Props to O the Horror for fucking killing it on this shit. Killing it. And I want to know. I want. I'm curious to see... How they sound live, like how their how they can uh, I can't think of the fucking word, but take these songs from record to the live show and how it uh, translates. That's the fucking word I'm trying to think of. How it translates live. I'm really curious to hear them live. I'm sure I'll see them opening up for Twisted or somebody from Eminem or maybe they'll just fucking tour on their own. I don't know. But speaking of Twisted, let's get into some fucking Twisted news, shall we? I think I broke the news a couple weeks ago. They kind of released the release date for Unlikely Prescription in a caption on a picture that they posted on their social media accounts. But now it's official. We got a graphic for it. Unlikely Prescription album available September 10th. Pre-orders go live this Friday. This Friday, pre-orders go live. The rock album from Twisted, Unlikely Prescription. I'm curious to hear how this whole album is going to sound. The singles have been pretty fu- pretty good for the most part. And they've given us all the features um, that are on the album. We know Spencer Charnis of Ice Nine Kills is on here. We already know that. We got the single for that. And we got Matt B., of from ashes to new no idea who that is i gotta bring this graphic up on my phone i can't fucking the picture is blurry on my phone so i apologize and then we got a feature from rich ward of fozzy Fozzie, isn't that fucking chris jericho's band i could be wrong i know chris Jericho. doesn't chris jericho have a band Isn't his band Fozzy? I could be wrong. I'm I'm not fucking completely sure, but I know that name sounds familiar. I've heard the name Fozzy before. And it reminds me, you know, I think of Chris Jericho when I hear it. And Danny Filth. I saw a lot of people excited for this Danny Filth feature. And I have no idea, or I had no idea, who Danny Filth was until I did my Googles. Google Danny Filth. He's the singer for Cradle of Filth. I've heard that name. I've never heard the music. So I don't know. But I see a lot of people excited for this feature. For the Danny Filth feature. And then it's mastered by Zeus. Again. (laughs) I don't know who that is either. When Monoxide was on his live stream saying that these features will blow your fucking mind. Well, I guess if you are in the rock world they probably blow your mind because i know not one of these features i don't know any one of these features but i'm not a rock guy i'm just not there are certain rock bands that i like and a lot of it is from way back in the day i've said that before you know so i don't know ice nine kills from ashes to new cradle of filth fozzy zeus i don't i don't know any of these features so To me, it's just like, okay, whatever, you know, no names I know. I was hoping for a possible Rob Zombie collaboration on here. Uh, I still think Twisted and Rob Zombie would make a fucking sick collaboration. But maybe it would make more sense to have it on a not rock Twisted album. If that makes any sense, because the sound that they're going with with this album is more of a radio friendly kind of a sellout sound. So even though I'm not familiar with the features, a lot a lot of people seem to be fucking digging the names that are going to be on this album. So pre-orders drop Friday of album available September 10th. You know I'm going to cop this shit. I support everything fucking Twisted does. And the singles have been pretty good. You know, I still think Rose Petal is the best single From the batch that they have dropped from uh, this unlikely prescription. Uh, We got Corkscrew Envy. Perfect Problem. Um, I'll rank them real quick. Rose Petal 1. Perfect Problem 2. Basically in the order that they came out. Best or most favorite to least favorite. Because best to worst. That's, I don't know. It's all fucking opinion. Subjective. Music is just stupid super fucking subjective so unlikely prescription september 10th pre-orders this friday and you can now get a v shout out from twisted you can pre-order an autograph from twisted every autograph order comes with a video shout out now when i saw this i thought Isn't a twisted autograph like a dime a dozen? Like, doesn't fucking everybody have a fucking twisted autograph at this point? I feel like they've autographed so much shit that their autographs really aren't rare, worth anything. Just because they've signed so much shit. Pre-orders, all that shit. Uh, Meet and greets. But you get the video shout out. So to me, I was like, oh well fuck the autograph you get a video shout out so you're kind of paying for a cameo but it's not a cameo because you don't give them like a script or a direction of where to go what to say to what to do um so pre-order an autograph you get a custom video shout out i think the custom video shout out is dope autograph to me is eh whatever But they are doing a cameo. And I couldn't. There's no graphic for it. But if you type in twisted cameo. On Google. It'll bring you fucking right to it. They are doing cameos. The best part about the cameos. Because Monoxide has said on his live stream a bunch of times. That they just. They're not going to do the cameos. They don't. don't, For for whatever reason. They just didn't want to do cameos. Charge people for. Whatever. But these cameos. Cameos. All proceeds are going to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That is super fresh. So for $150, bucks, you get a cameo from Twisted, and all the proceeds go to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That's super dope. Props to them for doing the charity work um, for the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. And you can get a fucking cameo from Twisted, having them say whatever the fuck you want. I did go to the cameo page. They will not shout out bands. They will not shout out any products. So you fucking whack rappers. You ain't getting a shout out from Twisted. For your music. Anyway. But. They are doing cameos. And all proceeds go to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. In my opinion. That's fucking. Super fucking dope. Um, I saw this post on that Twisted Facebook page. And I thought it would make for an interesting discussion. Uh, Twisted asked, if we redid one of our classic songs from back in the day, what would be your pick? I thought about it, and I thought... My initial reaction was, I don't want to hear a fucking remake from a song uh, that you did back in the day. I I just don't. And I still don't. Uh... I don't like when people remake songs. But if they were to remake some shit. From back in the day. I would think like. If you were going to do it. Maybe take some whack shit. And try to make it better. (laughs) Some shit off Mutant or Independence Day. Something like that. Try to take some whack shit. Make it better. You know a lot of people commented on this. You know songs or whatever. I thought it'd make for an interesting discussion only because I just think don't remake your shit. But remakes can fucking work at the same fucking time. Think about it. ICP did Mr. Johnson's Head remake and the remake is better than the original. But I'm like trying to think of like what what is like a sleeper song on a Twisted album from back in the day like a dope album. That could get the remake treatment. And be dope. You know what would have been dope? When they did the... When they finally released the third verse for How Does It Feel? If they just did a complete remake and added that third verse. And, and then instead of adding the fourth verse from Monoxide. Which was clearly not an old verse but... They were just kind of co- trying to continue the joke of ending the song while, while it's still unfinished. You know what I mean? Like how the original was. If they would have remade that original, wrapped, re-wrapped those original parts, and then added that third verse from Madrox, that would have been fire. That would have been dope. I thought that... Because I thought the remake... Was dope. I really liked the beat that Seven did. I believe Seven did that beat. And. The way Madrox was rapping that original part in the third verse. And then kicked off into that unheard shit. That would have been dope if they. Did the remake of that. Remade that whole fucking song. And then continue with that third verse. I'll go with that. That shit would have been fire. But it's already been kind of done so. Kind of too late. Kind of asked out on it. Is what it is, I suppose. But keeping it with the Magic Ninja. Twisted. Oh, the horror. Lex the Hexmaster. You can catch them all fucking live. At Attack of the Ninjas, it's going down. Attack of the Ninjas. This year. Ann Arbor, Michigan. The blind pig. The venue holds 400 people. Small ass venue. Free exclusive CD at the door. Let's break it down. Attack of the Ninjas. This is going down the same weekend as Astronomicon. Astronomicon is going down this year the same time as The Gathering. I'm going to break that down in a minute too. Because I don't think I properly broke that down when The Gathering was officially announced. But We got Attack of the Ninjas. The headlining act, Twisted Blaze and ABK performing underground classics as well as brand new joints off the Pact of 4. So we're getting a, a group set from Twisted Blaze and ABK performing some new shit off the East Side Ninjas project and some classic shit. I can almost guarantee we're going to get some Riders shit in here. We're going to get definitely get some Dark Lotus shit in here. So don't be fucking surprised and or get your fucking panties in a bunch. In your fucking little sandy vagina. And and get re-upset about some shit that they've been doing for years. Going back to when they were on fucking Psychopathic. But. I'm sure we'll get. Uh, shit off One Less G. Maybe where it's going down off Freak Show. That'd be fire. So we're getting a whole performance. Headline act from Twisted Blaze and ABK. And then the entire M E welcome to the underground roster boondocks a la Zully Lou Lex, the Hexmaster, master and B the ROC will be in the building. Oh, the horror buckshot will be in the building. Gibby Stites, red insane E and super famous Funtime guys. will all be performing at attack of the ninjas. They always have a big ass show. Uh, For this, they always have a ton of fucking acts for the Attack of the Ninjas show. Dope, man. I mean, 400 people, small ass venue going down during Astronomicon, free exclusive CD at the door. I think I saw, I want to say it was Buckshot, I could be wrong, but somebody was saying that the free CD that you get with Attack at the Attack of the Ninja show. It ain't just going to be a CD single or anything like that. It's, it's going to be a legit fucking project of, if I had to guess, it'd probably be just a compilation of maybe new songs from everybody that's playing on Attack of the Ninjas. Maybe some collaborations. I don't know. But that's super dope. And going down during Astronomicon, which is also going down during the Gathering of the Juggalos. Now, I don't think I broke this down properly because, you know, a lot of people were talking shit about the gathering, announcing the same date as Attack of the Ninjas, vice versa. And I've seen a very few people say that, so what? It ain't the same shit. And they're right because it ain't the same shit. Attack of the, or no. Astronomicon and The Gathering are two completely different things. Now, I know that the base for Astronomicon is the Juggalos, you know, Twisted Fans. So, I could see people being conflicted, Astronomicon or Gathering. Like, which one one am I going to go to? But really, Astronomicon, they're really building that thing to be... Something that's not really a twisted thing, a Magic Ninja thing, because it's really not. If you look at the names that they got, like they got Corey Taylor this year. You know what I mean? If it was a Magic Ninja twisted thing, I don't think Corey Taylor shows up. Or half the people that they get for this shit. They're really building Astronomicon to be a fucking comic book convention type deal. You know, these big cons that they have, horror cons. I don't know. I don't even know. Because I don't attend, I don't follow, I just don't know. But it really is complete opposite of what the gathering of the juggalos is. Minus the attack of the ninja shit, yeah. Yeah. I could see where you could draw similarities to that, but Astronomicon as a whole is completely different than the gathering of the juggalos, so I don't know. Two dope events going down at the same time. I think it was just a coincidence. I don't think anybody was really trying to fucking... I don't think Psychopathic was like, oh, they're fucking... They're doing Astronomicon on these dates? Well, we're going to do the gathering on these dates. I think because everything is just opening up and coming back. That was the date that they got. And gathering goes down in August, usually. So... That was the date they got. That's the date they fucking took. They probably didn't have many options. Uh, Same with Astronomicon, although I think that was announced for a while. But I think it was kind of up in the air, like if the shit would go down, because nobody really knew how the fuck shit would look at this time when that was announced. So I don't think Psychopathic was really fucking biting any fucking. Biting on anybody's tails or anything like that. Scheduling when they did. It's two completely different events. They really don't have anything to do with each other. And I would imagine both are going to be fucking dope. I've heard great things about Astronomicon. And the gathering is the fucking gathering. It's its own fucking legend at this point. Well, let's keep it going with Astronomicon kind of sort of news. Astronomicon... And Al present the dead, the deadline drive in. Ghoulish, grotesque, and ghastly. Ghastly. I don't know how to read if you haven't figured it out by now. Um, <laughs> The Blood Moon movie massacre, October 29th, featuring the Rob Zombie Halloween movie, which was a fucking dope movie. I'm not even a big movie person, but I did watch that because I was just curious about that. And that, that movie was fucking dope. I don't know if that's the general consensus with that remake or not, but I fucking love that Rob Zombie Halloween. But it is going down uh, October 29th with Ala Zulilu at a drive in. Fucking super dope. I think there's a meet and greet with Ala Zulilu. Witness the Masked Maniacs live in the f- flesh with a special autograph signing featuring Ala Zulilu. There you go. So, that's fucking dope. I know uh, they're trying to do more horror shit like this. I know Ala Azululu keeps talking about Camp Zool. I don't know if that'll be going down this year or next. If I had to guess, probably next year at the earliest. If not, 2023. But Camp Zool, if you're in the Forever Face Alley group, people are fucking clamoring for the fucking Camp Zool. And I'd be curious to see how they would fucking do some shit like that. Their own little uh, mini uh, gathering, if you will. But the Blood Moon Driving fucking movie shit going down in October with Zool featuring the Rob Zombie Halloween movie, which I like. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if that's what everybody thinks, but I thought that shit was fire. Fire. Let's get into some suburban noise news. They fucking dropped a new single. The whole fucking label. Minus Big B. I think he's the only one that's not on this track. But we got Whitney Payton. King Click. Which is Johnny Richter. Obnoxious. Chucky Chuck. Head P.E. Dropout Kings. Mad Child. On all, all on one song together called Every Day. And for a posse cut, this ain't bad. Uh, it's fucking damn near seven minutes long, and it's not a bad track. I mean, everybody brought it on here. Uh, standouts for me on this track was Whitney Payton. Like, this girl was fucking rapping her ass off on here. I'm not very familiar with Whitney Whitney Payton's music like that. Never really listened to it. But she was fucking rapping on this shit. Like, straight up fucking rapping. Gotta give props where props are due. And she fucking did her thing on here for sure. Um, everybody else brought it on here. Even the dude from fucking Dropout Kings brought it on here. Um, Chucky Chuck, Obnoxious, Johnny Richter, King Click. You know, I know they're working on some new King Click shit. They shot a video a few weeks back. Can't wait to see that, hear that new song. But we do get to hear him on here. And Johnny Richter is kind of talking his shit on here. Kind of, sort of, not really. You know, talking about all the time he's invested into Cottonmouth Kings, family vibes. He even addressed his addiction issues on here, which I don't think he's ever really addressed publicly before this. um, Not that I could recall off the top of my head. Um, You know, he was talking about, you know, his addiction issues. Um, If you don't believe him, just go listen to uh, Bad Habits. Off the Cottonmouth Kings album, you know, that song. uh, Off the Fire It Up album. And, yeah. It's just, you know, Johnny Richter sounds good on here. I like the shit that he's saying on here. You know, addressing, kind of addressing the fuck shit that D-Loke is doing right now. Because, I mean, we've, we've talked about it on this podcast a bunch of times. And it's become some of the most viewed shit. You know, shout out to the people who comment, like, don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. Nobody cares. It's like, no, people do care. People do fucking care about this shit. But back to the track. The song, is, it's, it's a, you know, for a posse cut, it ain't bad. You, you know, it's hard to put together a dope-ass track with a bunch of wildly different artists. You know, fucking... Dropout Kings, Whitney Payton, Madchild, Heppy E, King Click. Like, just all different styles. And, you know, they did their thing on here. It's a fun track. Not bad. So go peep that. That shit's uh, up on all DSPs, YouTube, all that shit. So go peep that shit. And speaking of Suburban Noise, King Click, Calm Mouth Kings, all that shit. d Took to Instagram. He posted a picture from the Royal Highness days. It was Saint Dog, d Bobby B, Daddy X, and Pacalika. He posted a picture with those people. The people that you see on the insert of the Royal Highness album. And then he wrote, We did lots of shows with this crew. No drum bike, no Lou Dog, no Richter, no D-Ball, no Taxman. Uh, And this shit is still Cottonmouth Kings in everyone's eyes. Because it is Cottonmouth Kings. That was the first fucking album. That's how we were introduced to Cottonmouth Kings. He goes on to say, So what's the problem then? I will always rep Cottonmouth Kings as long as I'm doing it. Obviously. Y'all need to let the bullshit go and stop holding on to that environment. You ain't. You ain't. Gonna get anywhere, nowhere, sorry, in that headspace. I don't quit or give doctor's notes during Hell Week. I am a franchise player, MVP, 25 years deep, holding the court down, doing kings. Cottonmouth PTB, be ready for some new drips. Okay, so what's the fucking problem here? Yes. The original lineup from the first album, right? To the masses, that was the original lineup. Saint, Loke, Bobby B, Pakalika, Daddy X. No Lou Dog, no Richter, no D-Ball, no Taxman. But though all those other people were introduced on the following record. High Society. You know, Saint Dog was no longer in the picture. Shit, you even had Dog Boy. Too rude. In the picture, the group picture on high society. You know, dirtball. I fucks with dirtball, but that was like the beginning. When Cottonmouth Kings was on the, on, the, on the downward slope. But the real fucking thing here is, you know, what's the problem? I mean, the real problem is, I don't want to get too deep into this. You know? Um... You can go back to, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Episode 131 of the Beneath the Dirt podcast, d Illusional, Or you can even go to episode 137 of the podcast. Where I break down this whole Cottonmouth Kings fucking debacle. But the big fucking problem here, D-Loke, is you're doing this shit solo. You're doing Cottonmouth Kings. But you're, use, you're doing it while you're using the name while doing a solo career. That's the fucking problem. This isn't a group. This is Cottonmouth King, not Cottonmouth Kings. And I, I just don't understand what you don't see, what the fucking problem is. I understand somebody who's invested 25 plus years of their life into doing something and wanting to keep it alive, but the way you're doing it is wrong. Is not right. You're not. This shit is just wrong. You're doing a solo career. Using the group name that you don't even fully own. This shit right here man. Is why you're losing lots of fans. This is why. It seems like. Based on the posts that you post. On social media. That the album isn't selling that well. And I don't think that's really a fucking surprise. I highly doubt it did the 35000 like you wanted it to. You know? Remember when you posted, you wanted to do the 35000 You know, I'm not really trying to be an asshole, but. It's just fucked how the. How d is running things with the Cottonmouth King's name. It's just, it's not the same. It's just not the fucking same. And I don't think it, you know, it will never be the same just because of everything that has gone down. But the way he's doing it now, just. It ain't right. Makes no fucking sense. And the fact that you can't see a fucking problem with it. Makes no fucking sense. So, again, if you want more of a deep dive on this, go back to episode 137 and 131 of this podcast Where I just break down all the Cottonmouth king shit. Because I don't want to dive too fucking far into it. I just just really don't. But I have to address what I see posted on throughout the week. Because that's what I do on the show. So yeah. Makes no fucking sense to me, man. It just doesn't. And let's fucking wrap this bitch up. We got a couple more things to talk about. Damien Quinn of dark half he's got his new album up for pre-order right now the great red dragon you can get that shit on the lsp web store or the cult shit uh web store for the you know dark half web store whatever it's called i'm not sure off the top of my head but pre-orders are up for that now he did release the track list and he's doing a remake of uh house of crazy song off season of the pumpkin, unconscious. That was a solo, hectic, now known as monoxide song, and he's doing a remake of that. I'm curious to hear that, how that was. That was probably the weakest song, <laughs> you know, in my opinion. Off season of the pumpkin. Uh, both versions of it, you know, if you don't know, there was a retro horror music version and then a Latinum version where samples couldn't get cleared. And then they had to redo the beats for like three songs, and that was one of them. Um, And that was always uh, probably my least favorite song off season of The Pumpkin. So curious to hear how Damian Quinn's going to remake that shit. But the pre orders are up for The Great Red Dragon now. And then we got New Gruesome. Gruesome, one of my favorite underground artists. Ben, one of my favorite underground artists. For a minute, he's doing a new thing every Tuesday. Tuesdays are now Gru's days. So he dropped the first single, Gru's Day, on his YouTube channel. I don't know if this is going to be up on Apple Music, Spotify, and all that shit. I'm going to look up uh, Gruesome right now. But the track is up on YouTube. It is up on Apple Music, so it will be up on DSPs. Uh, Gru does this every once in a while where he does... You know, uh, similar to what Crooked Eye used to do where he would drop a song every fucking week. Freestyle every week. So, Gru does these every once in a while. So, Tuesdays are now Gru days or Gru's days. And the first single is out now and it's fire, man. I did Gruesome. Gruesome, Ben the shit. Uh, still the shit. I look forward to more solo shit that he did or has got coming. So go peep that shit. Dude is mad slept on. Underrated in the Wicked Underground. In my personal opinion. And then we got Project Born. Fucking Project Born. This fucking just. I don't know how long they've been promoting this. But I saw it this past week. Up on my Instagram feed. And they got a book. Coming out July 7th. Just a couple weeks. Forever in the Jecks. The Projects. Project Boy Entertainment brings to you the first tell-all biography from Project Born. This book will take you on a 25-plus year journey into the life of three Project Boys who did what, whatever it took to survive the rugged streets of Flint, Michigan. Come along for the ride and be sure to fasten up and hold your wig on tight. So we got Forever in the jets. Project Born, their tell-all book. Now, we know they're going to talk about their time on Bathic. Time on I'm curious to, if they're going to talk about their time that they were supposed to play The Gathering 02. But they talked about it beforehand, before they were even announced for it. And ICP said, nah, you're not on it anymore. <laughs> At least that was according to Violent J. That's what he said in his book. I believe it was the audio book. Project Born was supposed to be at the O2 gathering where they were hyping up the six. You know, the six was fucking coming. It was very fucking real at that point. Um, so I, I'm curious to see if they'll talk about that. And whatever the fuck else, man. Who knows? They fucking been around for a long ass time. 25 plus years, like they said. I mean, when did uh, Born Dead come out? 94, 95? And that's a fucking dope ass EP. That Born Dead shit. And then I think after that was Crapper Natural. And that album is fire. Probably their best shit. On some old school Flint, Michigan, Dayton Family type sounding shit. The production on that album is super dope. Um, Just some grimy, grimy underground shit. Crapper Natural, Project Born. But the book is coming July 7th. Yeah. And we made it through another fucking episode this week I want to thank everybody for tuning in again episode 141 is a fucking wrap much fucking love I appreciate it and be on the lookout for the CD collection video this Thursday I'll be dropping it check out that Oh The Horror album even if you weren't a fan of the first album you might like this one um, cause I've been bumping the shit out of it Gathering tickets on sale tomorrow. Attack of the Ninjas is going to fuck down. And uh, thank you again for tuning in. Much fucking love. I love you. I would hug you and kiss you if I could. But I can't. But I'm Roan of the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. And until next time, I'm out. Peace.